Blog Talk Radio. technical difficulties here tonight, but um, this is Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo, and we're here every Tuesday evening at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to talk about love, career, life, and whatever's on your mind, so give us a call at 646-381-4141 to get the best of both worlds as Dr. Jean Cirillo and I take your calls. Later in the show, you'll meet a very dear friend of mine, spiritual and goddess-inspired artist and painter, Joe Jason. Check out my show page right now on Blog Talk Radio to see her gorgeous paintings. So stay tuned. The night is young, and we'll be taking your calls a little little later in the show. The number again is 646-381-4141. The switchboard is open, and we're waiting for your call. Okay, let's get started. We have a jam-packed show tonight. The switchboard is already lighting up, so give us a call at 646-381-4141. So, Dr. Cirillo, are you ready for next week's two-hour relationship show? Oh, I can't wait. Are you sure two hours is long enough? People have so many relationship questions. We can never get to all of them, but fortunately, a lot of the situations are similar, and people learn by listening to somebody else's reading. That's true, and I don't know that two hours is enough, and we might have to even break the show down into, you know, more than one show, but, um, you know, I've got a, uh, you know, a wide variety of topics that I'm already um planning for us to talk about. Some of them are really important things like what men want and what women want and, you know, the five common mistakes and four key ingredients for a successful relationship. And how about the rules of dating? Ooh, I'm excited about that. 
Exactly. And there's a heck of a lot more that we're going to be talking about, and we're going to be taking calls for an extended period of time. So be sure to tune in next Tuesday, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for everything you ever wanted to know about relationships and more. And don't have to be afraid to ask now because we're here to answer. That's right. And Dr. Jean Cirillo, I mean, she, Dr. Dr. Cirillo, I mean, you have, how long have you been practicing? I've been practicing now almost 25 years. Wow, wow, since 19, August of 1985 is when I first got licensed and opened a practice in Huntington where I still am. Wow. And wow, then, wow. That, I mean, that is a long time. It is a long time. And then how long have you been involved in doing, because I know you've done a lot of talk shows and you've done a lot of reality shows. So how long I, have you been doing that? I started in the media when I was allowed to sub in for a psychic on uh, one of the national radio networks, Daynet. It's not around anymore. Uh, the psychologist who was on didn't want uh, somebody subbing in for, uh, didn't want a psychic somehow subbing in for herself, and she recomm- and the psychic recommended me. So I've always been very pro uh, being psyched in one way or the other. <laughs> and then I started television in 1994 when there were a lot of talk shows around, Sally, Carney Wilson, uh, Gordon Elliott, Mark Wahlberg, any, any name you ever heard had a talk show. And then I got involved with uh, one show with Jenny Jones for four and a half years, and that was canceled in 2002, and now I'm just an occasional guest on the news shows or uh, anything else. But, yeah, no, I've, I've, been, I've been involved in the media quite uh, some time because one advantage is that when you're talking to people one-on-one or even in a group or a workshop, there's a very limited amount of people you can meet. But sometimes from some of the callers I got on the uh, subbing in on the national network or even the people on television, not only the guests who sometimes may not seem to benefit too much, but the people that are listening, you know, you never know how many you're reaching, like 4 million people at once. And there might be some piece of advice that I would think is taken for granted, like, you know, if somebody's beating you, you should leave them, and somebody out there says, wow, the psychologist says that, you know, maybe I should think about it, and Mm -hmm. they can take it from there, but you might be the only voice or the first voice that's available to let them know that they need help or what kind of help they can get. Right. That's why, I mean, so often even on this show, um, a lot of the questions tend to be very similar in type. Um, and and me as being a psychic and and also a life coach dealing with you know probably hundreds of people any given week or month, um, you know I'm I'm hearing the same types of situations and the same kind of problems, really day in and day out. There's there's a lot of commonality in what's going on in our society today. And I don't know. I mean, do you have any ideas on that, Dr. Cirillo? I, I mean, really. Why? I, I don't know. Is, is it that we don't have good relationship skills? I mean, what's really going on? Well, I mean, we've never had uh, excellent relationships. That's the hardest part of life. If we had perfect relationships with everybody, there'd be no wars, uh, no divorce, no fights. Uh, part of the human condition is that when two or more people have to get along, they don't always see eye to eye. But what we can help do, you know, from your end, you can say, is this person somebody that you can be compatible 
with is it a relationship worth working on or is it something you should stay away from? And from my point of view, I can say, well, what are the barriers in, within you or within the relationship to effective communication, sharing, love, and uh, the values that make for a good relationship? That's all you can really do is try to heal relationships. And when the economy is bad, sometimes relationships get bad because anything outside like you know money won't make for a great relationship but lack of money will put a lot of stress on a relationship when somebody when one or both partners are coming from lack they lost their job their health uh, anything money you know then that tests the relationship and and sometimes too many tests cause a relationship and the chemistry to go away yeah no that that's very very true and it's just too bad that, you know, there's really no training, you know, or anything of that nature as far as really preparing us for relationships. No, in school they educate mostly the left brain. They don't teach you how to how to have a, a good relationship. There's some training through being with peers as to how to get along with somebody in a academic or work situation, but uh the other stuff is supposed to happen in the family, so you're really uh, in the random uh, pool if you happen to come from a family that teaches you good emotional health and good relationships, you're lucky, but no, you Yeah, I know. I think you two are definitely on track when you say that this could be something that is way more than two hours. <laughs> well, I'm I'm already thinking that we're going to have a part two to the relationship. <laughs> I really, really am because there's so much to talk about, and you know, I, I and I want to be able to take more calls than we usually take um, for that show as well. And really, what I'd like to do is even devote a little bit more time than we normally uh, devote for each call as well. So, right. Um, we might very well have. But to now, Lady Fontaine, it's time for your thought of the day. Okay. Well. As America's number one love psychic, I do a lot of readings on love. A vast majority of those readings are for people who are either in unfulfilling relationships or those endlessly seeking love. So what so often happens in love relationships is that you end up losing yourself. You get so focused on pleasing your partner and so eager to see them or hear from them that you so often forget who you are and what you really want. When you look external to yourself to find love, regardless of what you do to hold on to that love, inevitably it will seem like it is slipping through your fingers. The truth of the matter is love doesn't ever come from outside of you. It comes from within. If you don't truly love and honor yourself, then you will find it a challenge to hold on to love. So on these shows, you often hear me talking about honoring yourself, and you may wonder, what does that actually mean? Well, in a nutshell, it means treat yourself with the same courtesy and respect as you would treat someone you truly loved. It's all about being true to you. So if you're hanging on to a loveless relationship or hanging on to a relationship where a man or woman is not honoring you, then look inwards and find where you are not honoring yourself. Stop looking outside and start looking within to find true love. Reclaim you and do it today. And tomorrow will bring you everything you could possibly ever dream of. 
Learn to embrace the flow of life as you manifest the things you truly desire. It's interesting that you say uh, about honoring yourself that people ask. They don't even realize that they're not doing it because you get so caught up that you don't even realize, you don't even know how to honor yourself or you don't realize when you're not doing it. And I, and I remember thinking there was a time when a friend of mine was going through a really bad relationship and she was obviously being treated badly and she couldn't even see it herself. And I said to her, I said, if you had a daughter, would you want your daughter in this relationship? Bingo. That's exactly the kind of examples that I give all the time. Because people could see it so easily when it's about a loved one. Right. But it's so difficult to see when it's about oneself. It right. really is a hard thing. You know, when we, the problem is so often in relationships, you know, we just give so much of ourselves to the other person. And along the way, when you're doing that, you know, for your whole life and for the whole length or, or you know, course of the relationship, you, you totally, it can happen where people totally lose themselves. I mean, Dr. Cirillo, how often do you see that, that kind of situation in well, love relationships or in any uh, type I of relationship? I see it often in love relationships when it's a dysfunctional type of love where there's some good and the person doesn't want to let go what what they really are missing is this fantasy that they've fallen in love with and hope to get out of this relationship and they once in a while get a little uh a little sense that they're getting there and they don't want to let go but uh, i don't see people losing their sense of self in a healthy relationship a healthy relationship is one that fosters your sense of self and actually makes you feel better as an individual, not only as so-and-so's girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, husband, wife, but that also furthers your sense of self. So the healthier the relationship, the less you feel that you're being, in a sense, engulfed uh, by it. Well, how often do you see, though, healthy relationships, percentage-wise? (laughs) Um. (laughs) How often do you see healthy people? And then when you have to put two people together, it's... uh, multiplied at least by two, so you you don't see that many healthy relationships tend to play out. Whatever our own pathology was, our own unfinished issues with our family of origin tend to get played out in relationships. Right. I mean, I always give the example of, you know, basically if, if somebody grows up in a very loving, supportive, nurturing environment, they're going to be replaying that and living that out as adults, but most often... We're either coming from, you know, families that, um, you know, are either ignoring their kids or not honoring them, not validating them, not spending the time with them, you know, uh, leaving them alone too much. I mean, in today's society, both parents, most families, both parents work, you know, so who's really taking care of the kids? So, you know, it's it's definitely a challenge, and it's 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 definitely becoming harder and harder. Like you had said, Dr. Cirillo, with all the outside, um, you know, stresses and burdens of, you know, of just living. I mean, nowadays with the economy being so bad, I mean, just, you know, getting by, um, you know, any given week seems to be a tremendous challenge for a great many people. You know, so I'm sure that these are issues that, sorry, go on. No, There's a lot of forces it, pulling on a relationship, right. a lot of gravitational or astrological or reality forces, however you want to see them, that are pulling the relationship and the people in different directions. Right. And, you know, even the, the people who are fortunate enough to be working, I mean, you know, so often they're so afraid of losing their job, so they're putting in 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week 
and how you know how beneficial can that be for a relationship? Oh, it's not. Yeah, but yeah. then if they don't have the job, they'll have another stress on the relationship. Right. These are de- definitely all issues we are going to attack next week, I'm sure. Yep, we <laughs> are. For now, phone lines are open. Please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Get the best of both worlds as they intuitively answer all of your questions about love, relationships, and life. Call 646 381 4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at the Lady Fontaine Show at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirilla will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. Hi, this is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Are we ready for the starlight? Hi, this is Lisa with the Starline Report. Aries, career concerns are paramount around the 25th. Someone is trying to get you to do something you don't want to do. Not a good thing for Aries. The full moon on the 29th falls in your opposite sign of Libra. You are definitely feeling this one. It's time to let it all hang out and truly express how you feel. Taurus, much of what is going on this week is behind the scenes. Try to be content tending to your own garden and don't get embroiled in other people's issues. On the 29th, the office is a hotbed of emotion. It'll be a good period to get things out in the open and truly wipe that slate clean. Gemini, focus on your dreams and hopes for the future this week. While you're at it, have a good long look at the people that you are surrounding yourself with. Are they truly supporting you? If not, it may be time to clean house. The full moon on the 29th is romantic, tempestuous, and passionate. Enjoy. Cancer, with the sun, Mercury, and Venus all in your career zone this week, you are definitely firing on all cylinders. On the 25th, power games may leave you a little empty. Try not to get too embroiled in someone else's drama. Family members demand their turn at bat on the 29th. It could get a little bumpy today. Leo, paperwork and legal affairs may get a little too complicated on the 25th. Try to sidestep problems by taking your time and really investigating what you are dealing with. The full moon on the 29th illuminates your world and you get the big picture in a big way. Listen up. Virgo, this week you figure out what's yours, what's mine, and what's ours. And this could get sticky, particularly around the 25th. Use your Virgo analytical skills to really get to the big picture. On the 29th, the full moon makes a mountain out of a molehill. It's time to put things into perspective. Libra, your deepest relationship issues are at stake this week. Spend some quality time with those you love. And if you are one of the rare single Libras, it may be time to open up that little black book. The full moon in your sign on the 29th puts everything on the front burner. It's time to deal with what's on your plate. Scorpio, all work and no play makes Scorpio very tired. Try to balance work and play just a little this week. You do need to get some perspective. On the 25th, your ruler Pluto frowns at the sun. It may be time to tell it like it is in an office situation. The full moon may spill some secrets on the 29th. Have your eyes and ears open. Sagittarius, you need to explore and truly discover your world this week. You are in a creative and fun-loving mood. Spring has indeed been sprung loose. 
On the 25th, a money matter needs to be straightened out pronto before people get upset. The full moon on the 29th may see a showdown with a friend. In the end, this may be a very good thing. Capricorn, try as, as you might and cannot escape those family ties. Spend some time with older family members who may need some TLC. On the 25th, a frank and honest discussion will help you to move forward. The full moon on the 29th in your career zone helps you see how all the pieces of your life fit together. Aquarius, you are definitely busy this week. Your schedule and to-do list are jammed, and still you try to squeeze one more thing in there. On the 25th, people are not telling you all they know. Read between the lines. On the 29th, someone you truly sees your charm and may have no trouble telling you just how wonderful you are. Enjoy. Pisces, trying to figure out what's what and how much things are this week could be a problem. On the 25th, you are surprised by a friend's difference in values. Try to work through any issues that arise. On the 29th, you are amazed at the love and passion someone feels towards you. Appreciate this gift. This is Lisa with the Starline Report. Always remember to follow your star. Wow. Um, I, I, I'm so, I love this. <laughs> I don't, her reports are always so positive. Does anybody have anything exciting coming up? No, not really. <laughs> just that I've got to tell, tell it like it is on the 25th. So I, I'm good at doing that, Scorpio uh, Sun and <laughs> Scorpio think, Rising. I would think it would be an event if you didn't tell it like it was. Yes, yeah. Some, <laughs> some, some planet snuck into my uh, into my uh, area of uh, uh, being uh, a little more secretive and diplomatic. What what sign would that have to be? What, I don't uh, know. Libra. Libra. Okay. Yeah, I'm right on the cusp, so sometimes I can be diplomatic. Yeah, no, you really are, because you and my father had the same birthday, and actually he um, he was actually a Libra, I guess, based on the time and the year. Um, you know, he was actually a Libra. October 24th? Yeah. Ooh, I mean, the year I he was so. born, it was actually in Libra. I thought all, all his life I thought he was a Scorpio, and then after he died, I actually ran his chart, and it came up as Libra. That's oh, my yeah. gosh. How could you live your whole life and, 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 and think you're the wrong sun sign? What would that do to you? I know. I mean, I would feel terrible because I, I thought, you know, Libra is my compatible sign. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, Scorpio, and, and he wasn't. <laughs> so you see, they kept it from his daughter. That's right. When you didn't I don't want to come back, that's But why. I don't think he knew anything about astrology. He didn't, he didn't know. No, yeah, I don't no. think he knew a cat. No, I don't think he <laughs> did either. I really, really don't. But we have been receiving some really great mailbag questions, and I know we're running a little bit behind today because of some technical issues that we had um, at the start of the show. But I would like to – we have one letter from Karen from Michigan. This was an important um, – email that she wrote me, and she, she wrote to me, Dear Lady Fontaine, my husband of 12 years has recently asked me for a divorce. We have two children, three and eight. I thought we had a good marriage. Um, he has met another woman, her name is Tina, that he works with. He says he is not in love with her, but he wants to get to know her and says he wants some freedom from me right now. This completely caught, caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting it. I don't know what to do. Any guidance or insight would be appreciated. I did contact her because she did not 
give us initially her husband's name because I work with names. Um, she did email me back. Her husband's name is George. Um, you know, and I, I, I want to say the one reason why I picked this letter in particular is that 99% of the time when I get calls like this or work with somebody um, that says to me, literally, I, I, I wasn't expecting it, you know, totally caught me off guard. When I look at the energy, I see distance and I see, you know, arguments and I just see a lot of lack of communication. In this particular relationship, when I looked at the energy, I didn't find that. I actually found that they had a pretty decent marriage. Um, so when I really looked into it and I, you know, was really feeling things, and, and basically my guides had said to me that he is still in love with Karen. Um, this is one of the few times I think that I'm going to have the luxury of saying I actually feel this one is going to end up working itself out. I feel that George is going to um, take some time. Um, I feel he's going to sort of reset his priorities and realize what's important to him. I do feel a very close bond with his kids, so I feel that's part of what will bring him back. Um, and one other thing I picked up about him was that I do feel he has some health issues going on right now. Um, for me, it kind of felt like it was either lung-related or heart-related. It was sort of like in the very center part of the chest. I feel some fear and, and extra stress on him um, because of this health issue. I don't even know if he knows what's going on. He could just be having pain right now. But um, I definitely feel in the long run this is going to work out for both Karen and George, and I do feel he will be back. Um, I also see a house in the country. It's a very, very small bungalow-type home, and I'm not sure if this is going to be a new purchase or a retreat or, or something of that nature, but in some way it's going to end up being important, so I wanted to mention it. There's one other thing that I picked up about George. Um, I'm feeling something about some sort of, like, social network thing that he he works with. It kind of feels to me it's an outside, you know, like hobby or activity that he's involved with. feels to me that he holds an office in that um you know, that activity, but I feel a lot of stress involved with that and a lot of additional responsibilities, and I do feel that he's lo losing interest. But in the long run, Karen, from my perspective, this is one of the few times that I'm going to tell you that he's coming back and everything's going to end up working out okay. Dr. Cirillo, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, you know, I got the sense that maybe if he said he wanted a divorce, this could be a man who has a very strong conscience and feels attracted to somebody else and is also worried about himself and his health and his masculinity because when you get health concerns, especially for men, that's when you start to worry about your sexuality and uh related issues and in a sense he's almost pushing his wife away like he's asking her to leave him feeling like you know I'm not feeling well and I have attraction to other women and you know there's something going on within that he doesn't like and he's either projecting it onto her or he's saying you know hey you know you better get out of here while you can or get away or you know I'm not good for you and maybe they maybe they both should go for some kind of uh counseling at least to sort it out whether they want to be together or not there's something going on especially within him i would recommend he does that before going off with the other woman yeah especially i mean they how long did she say i think 12 years that they've been married i mean that's and two kids two little kids three and five yeah. yeah but that's actually a very interesting point with him perhaps 
worrying about his health in some way, shape, or form, and actually trying to push her away in some way. That That's interesting. Um, exactly, yeah. Well, I do hope that it works out for, for both Karen and George, and I do. I would like, um, Karen, if you could just shoot us an email and let us know what ultimately happens with this one, um, because, again, I have a really good feeling, and I hope that George will at least be open to um, going to some counseling, you know, as Dr. Cirillo recommended. Um, and this is just a reminder to those listening, please drop us a line at the Lady Fontaine Show at ladyfontaine.com with your questions, and we'll do our best to get them on the air. Dr. Jean Cirillo and I will select the most interesting questions and answer them live on the air. Okay, tonight we have with us the very beautiful and talented spiritual and goddess-inspired artist and painter, my my very dear friend, Joe Jason. Joe, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, uh, everybody. Hi, Joe. Welcome hi. to the J Show. Hi. You're a double J. I saw that immediately. Everybody's <laughs> like a superhero. She's like a superhero. I know. I mean, like, yeah. like you can't seem to make it on um, the show unless you're a J. It's <laughs> true. Wait, Frank, you're, you're, you're out of place here. Well, we'll have to rename him. Frank, what's your middle name? Frank Thomas Severio Tadaro, not uh, one J. I thought there would be like a Joseph in there or something like that. <laughs> Men are allowed up, sure. not to be J's. <laughs> All right, well, Men we needed something to different. balance us. But, um, but Joe, you and I have known each other for, for many, many years now, and I, I see, I've seen so many paintings through the years of beautiful women and magical themes and, and you know, all that mystical stuff that I so love. And I haven't really ever seen paintings with such beauty and spiritual essence and depth as I see in Joe's really breathtaking paintings. And anything that you see either on our website or on my show page on Blog Talk Radio, it, it's not even close to what they look like in person. I mean, Joe uses so many different things, and hopefully she'll talk about it when we, when we actually start talking to her. But aesthetically, to me, anyhow, they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, so, again, I invite the listeners to visit her website now at joejason.com or check out my show page on Blog Talk Radio so you have an idea of what we're actually talking about because her work is really, really, really beautiful. Oh, thank you, Jill. That's very lovely and very kind of you to say all of that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, well, Joe, please could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your artwork? Um, sure. I... Um I grew up in England, as you probably can tell. And <laughs> How would we guess that? Wonderful voice. In <laughs> <laughs> um, lots of pubs. That's how you get it. Um, well, that, that, that accent is becoming more and more popular in the media in this country every day. The British accent is one that is highly in demand now. Ooh. In oh, yeah. <laughs> I hear that it's on, it's on Blog Talk Radio, the, the, the computerized lady. Yes. Yeah. Yes, British. I thought I was talking to a friend of mine, but anyway. Um, yeah, I grew up in England. I went to art college for a very brief time. I left because I found it very disappointing and very unhelpful and um, ended up doing some real jobs in media and museums and then um, became very dissatisfied, started working as a decorative painter and a muralist, um, traveled the world a little, and um, spent three years in Sydney, Australia, 
had my first child there, and then I arrived in New York in 1999. And then, sorry? No, I was going to say for the past decade, I, I have been doing murals, and um, murals in people's homes and businesses. And then the past two, I would say two and a half years, I've um, kind of reconnected with my own um, voice, as it were, and um, have started focusing on my own work. And I finished my first series of seven paintings last year. And now I'm um, embarking on, on, on two new series of paintings. So that's, that's me. Well, your first series of paintings, that was the essence of color, correct? Yes, it was. Right. And that I originally met you when you were, when you were working yes. on that collection. And I remember, um, I think even the first time that you and I had ever talked, I had the feeling of the color red around you. Do you remember that? I do, yes. Yeah. And um, as we know, and at that time you were working on your, um, which one of your, I think it was your favorite. Well, it's the red. It was it was the first one. The first one um, was it was red, which is the first uh, the first color of the of the essence of color. Um, so yeah, that was that was the first one I was working on when, when we first connected. Right. Does anybody hear an echo with me talking? I that you're breaking up a little bit. Okay. A little bit, but I don't hear an echo. Okay. All right. I have an echo, but I can deal with it. Um, but did you tell us more about the Essence of Color collection? Yeah. And what was your inspiration for that? Yeah, it it started well, it's a, it's a, it's a series of seven paintings, each one um depicting each of the colors of, of the main colors of our spectrum. Obviously, there's millions of colors in the spectrum, but I just picked the the main seven. Um and I tried to capture the essence of the color um, as it was resonating to me and um, and related to the chakras in the body. Um, obviously, if you know anything about chakras, the chakras each have a color associated with them, which are the, the, the seven main um, colors of the spectrum. And I always um, had a, an affinity with color and found that it had its own um, vibration and it had its own power emotionally and symbolically for people. Um, and it had its own message and that was, was the main reason why I, I did the paintings. They became something else a little bit along the way, but that was the initial um, inspiration. So your initial inspiration was the color rather than doing the chakras, or did, did, was the chakras? It was originally the color. The color then led to the chakras. Mm -hmm. And um, the color, color had always been very healing for me, and in my own in my own healing and my own growth and my own spiritual journey. I mean, at the time when I was doing this, I was break, my marriage was breaking up. Um, I used the color and the sh colors and chakras to help uh, heal myself, um, and that's that was really the main inspiration um, for the painting, that series of paintings. Mm. And can you explain to the listeners what chakras are? Well, uh, yes, very simply, um, in very, very simple terms, they're, they're energy centers of the body, um, and there are many, millions, um, but I just concentrated on the main seven. Um, and if a chakra energy center is unbalanced, that area of your life that it's, it has an affinity with will also be unbalanced too. 
So um, I chose the, the seven main familiar chakras in the body to depict because that's what people can, um, can easily relate to um, and use to heal themselves um, and become more balanced and more empowered. Um, and on my website, each color and each chakra has a long description. Obviously, I can't do it now, but each one um, you know, has its own message. Uh, for example, the red root, the first, the first painting of the series, the red root, is, is the root chakra, which is um, our connection to earth. It's our physical passion. It's our, uh, where, where our spirit manifested into matter when we came into this lifetime. It's where the kundalini, if anybody knows about the kundalini, it's where that sits. Um, and then it goes up. It goes up through the solar, through the uh, the sacral in the belly, the solar plexus below the ribs. Um, you know your heart chakra, which is where unconditional love is. Your throat for communicating and speaking one's truth. Your third eye, obviously for perception and psychic abilities. And your crown chakra, which is your 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 portal for your connection to spirit. So, what is that? How is that different from uh, what we were talking about last week? A person's aura, because that involves colors too, or, or is it? Well, an aura will be um, the energy of, of what you're giving out. It will be slightly connected to your chakras, absolutely. But it's um, you will also have your own aura, regardless of whether your chakras are balanced or not, or, not, or unbalanced. You'll have your own aura color. Um, I think that's what that guy last week was talking about, that you will have your own essence. doesn't necessarily, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that it's... it's I, think it, I think it is um, affected by your chakras if, you're, if you are unbalanced in certain ways. Well, everything is tied in. You know, we're, all parts of our body are connected. So in essence, it's, it's sort of what drives it, um, Dr. Cirillo, because your your chakras is really what drives everything within us. I mean, they they really are spinning um, energy centers, and mm-hmm. the main ones that Joe has focused on are ones that you know travel the the from the bottom you know the base of the spine up to the top of the head. But there's chakras all throughout the body. I'm not sure if the aura. Uh, you know, is limited to just picking up the colors, and I know it isn't just limited to picking up the colors of the chakras, but certainly if you're tremendously, like um, for me, if if I'm in a tremendously psychic mood or I'm, I've just done healings or something of that nature, I can almost guarantee you that my aura will be, you know, a blue or a purple or a yellow, one of the healing colors, opposed to it being, you know, like it was uh, last week with the and the gold. Yeah, and and also if you if you are very depressed, if someone is very depressed or they're very low um, with their energy, it will probably show up as very grey and very dark, muddy colours, which Ooh. don't necessarily relate to the chakras either. So your aura is definitely um, it's 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 connected to the chakras, but it does have its own uh, messages as well. Mm-hmm. Well, they say when a person, like right before dying, some people can see a certain aura that shows that they're ready to disconnect and, and pass over to the other side. Is, is that something that is, is actually true? Well, I think Jill would know more about that than me. I don't know. I definitely have heard that. Um, I believe that there's even a, um, a weight measurement that they have come up with 
um, where the body, you know, weighs less. I mean, it's a fraction of, uh, you know, whatever the measurement is. But I have heard that, that some people could actually see or feel that energy leaving the body. So I, I don't know that we know for sure if it's true, but I, I definitely buy into that, definitely. Interesting. I would think you tend to lose weight when you're dying anyway, just about everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, That's without it. Yeah. Grams, right? <laughs> well, um, you know, I mean, usually people die when they're sick, but I mean, there are situations where, you know, you could be in, God forbid, an accident or something of that nature. Um, and that those, burns calories. It's rather stressful. Yeah. It, if you do survive true. those things, you usually lose weight, and, and not the kind that you wanted to lose, but you lose a lot. Right, that's true. Actually, um, uh, Frank, do you want to jump in with, with some information? Uh, no, I was just saying that when when you die, the human body loses 21 grams. That's, that's what I wanted you to say. Allegedly, <laughs> we, uh, we were saying that that's how much the soul weighs. A whole bunch of different theories. Oh, Great my. Book, uh, by, uh, by Mary Roach called uh, uh, Stiff. You want to read it all about like throughout the throughout history? We can hardly hear you. Can you can you hear me better? Yeah, now? that's much better. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes. Uh, I was just saying, there's a great book by Mary Roach called Stiff uh, that examines like uh, throughout history what people thought that was. There were some crazy experiments where they would take bodies that were about to die and put them on scales and uh, the whole sorts of nonsense. Not really much to do with what you're talking about, but there is a quantifiable decrease in the uh, in the in the mass of the person when they do die. Right. So, I had I had take that for whatever it is. I had definitely heard that. But, um, Joe, um, getting on with, with, with your paintings, <clears throat> in, in most of the paintings that I've seen that you've done, um, it seems like your central character is typically a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And to me, from the first time I've seen your work, I, I talked to you about how, to me, it was radiating the goddess. Yeah. And, and I know you've said to me that other people immediately picked that up. Is that what your intention was when you were when you were actually painting? It wasn't my intention, um, but it makes sense because I have always, since I was a little girl, always been very connected to that goddess um, feminine energy and um, have always um, prayed to it or meditated with it um, and um, always been very, very curious and interested in... Um, that divine um, feminine energy that's now coming through into the world quite strongly. And um, so it's always been a part of my life. Um, so it, it wasn't an intention that they were going to turn out like this. Um, but ev- I haven't met one person who has looked at my work um, and hasn't mentioned the word goddess which is fascinating to me because um, they were not meant to be goddess paintings, but then pretty much everybody mm. who sees them or looks at them um, picks that up. Even if they don't really understand what the goddess energy is, they'll say, you know, that they're very goddessy, and um, mm. and they are. So um, yeah, they are. Yeah. So um, so it's it's great that they are, but it was, certainly wasn't my intention with that series of paintings at all. No. Um, do you consciously get your inspiration from somewhere, or do you do meditations before beginning to paint, or any particular rituals like that? I always um, I always meditate briefly before I paint. Always um, always light a candle. 
Um, always say thank you. Always connect with that goddess energy, always, um, regardless of what I'm painting. Um, so, yes, I do. It's, it's, it's a quick one. It's a quick thing that just kind of connects me to, to what I'm doing. So, yes, I do have that yeah, ritual. I, you and I have, you know, I know you personally well. Mm-hmm. So I know how you work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm amazed by it because you don't, you just start to paint. And it all just somehow comes together in a short period of time. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about the process? Well, you know, it's interesting because a painting usually works out perfectly when I can't remember painting. (laughs) I'm sure writers say this too, or maybe even musicians. Maybe it's the creative process, or maybe it isn't. Like automatic writing, automatic painting. You kind of get out of yourself, you get out of your ego, or you get out of really, you know, your personality of who you are now, and you become, you you do connect with that um, other self of you, or that you have, and, um, you know, whether, you know, the goddess energy is, is working through me, or whether I'm tapping into it, I'm, you know, I, I couldn't say, but I do know that when a painting works out very quickly and very well, um, I don't remember painting it. I really don't really remember the process of painting it. When I struggle with a painting, though, uh, which I have been doing recently, um, I, it, it, when I struggle with it, it's really because I'm very conscious of painting it and I'm trying too hard and I'm trying to create I'm, I'm not letting it flow. I'm blocking yeah. it. So... Um, so that, that's really, I mean, I, I can't tell you the process of the painting because when it, when it works out really well, I don't really remember painting it. Well, <laughs> I don't really remember painting it, and like I say, it, go, it happens very quickly. Well, and I know, it, I know you whip out these paintings, and not to say that you, you, know, you do it in an hour or anything, but I know some artists who spend you know, months or years on a painting, and mm. I know you don't. I mean, you, you're, you work extremely fast. But when you were saying what you were just saying, I couldn't help but think of one of the paintings you were working on within the past week or so. And I just, could I share the story about Autumn? Yes, absolutely. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny, because Joe and I are, wor- uh, are working on a project, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And um, one of the paintings for this project that Joe is doing is, is um, Autumn. And we're basically doing a seasonal collection. So winter came out gorgeous, and she gets to Autumn. And it's both, for both of us, it's such a meaningful season. And it has so much feeling and emotion, yet she was really struggling with it. And she keeps on emailing me and telling me on the phone, ah, it's not coming out good, it's horrible, I don't like it, and all this kind of stuff. So then she sends it to me. And she sends me pictures of it. And I, I, it just doesn't resonate within me at all. So then I'm saying, well, you know, kind of what I had in mind was, no, no, that wasn't it. Did you send it? Oh, no, yeah. And then I said, um, well, what I had in mind was, and I'm saying, sort of like, um, you know, windblown hair and leaves falling off of the hair and having, a, you know, in their, in their hands some sort of, you know, basket or, you know, uh, some sort of something, you know, uh, of abundance and, and, you know, uh, springing to, you know, something new. And she, she said to me, oh, but I've done that already. And I said, what? And then you sent me what? I sent, I sent you the original painting that I did, which, I, which was, I thought was utterly appalling. 
and I loved it. I mean, it was a little bit too busy, but it was everything I said, the wind-blown hair. But yeah, I had done the wind the blowing hair, and the leaves. Uh, her holding the basket. You pictured it. Your intuition. I, I mean, right. So either she and I are so totally in tuned with it or what. I mean, I thought I was giving her all this wonderful insight as far as... And I said, no, I've already done that. We've all done. I've already done that. I mean, it was insight. really amazing. So, um, and, and it was funny when Joe was telling me about that, and, and I know how she works, and, and when she gets so inspired that she just somehow does these paintings mm. um, and not really knowing what she's doing. Like she said, the, the, her best paintings just come when, and she doesn't even remember them. Right. Um, well, when, when I did Winter, um, I, I guess we'll talk about it in a minute, but when, we did, when I did Winter, um, it was instant, just instant, wow. and um, just came out, just literally came out. I mean, it was done and dusted in, in, a, in a week. And that's, that one is on the website as well. I mean, that one's a real beauty, and it's on Joe's website as well. Um, <clears throat> but I wanted to ask you about, because you're starting another, yet another new collection. Mm-hmm. And the, um, your first painting in that collection is called Heartburst. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that painting? Um, yes. Uh, it's, it's simply about the, um, the immediate and explosive emotion of falling in love. It's something that happens to us by surprise, and it's instant and it's immediate and it's encompassing. Um, it's not uh, the same as, the emo- as an emotion that, of love that grows slowly through time. It's different. It, it happens in a moment. Um, and it, love at first sight. It, yes, and it's a complete surrendering to that exquisite emotion of having a fully charged connection with another human being, um, usually a soulmate who one has um, traveled with in many lives before, um, and so that when when they meet in this lifetime, the recognition is immediate. Um, But it's also about surrendering to um, that explosion um, and allowing yourself allowing yourself to experience it. Um, If you see the painting, she has her arms wide open and she truly is allowing herself to experience it, even if it puts her in a vulnerable position. Um, Because I I believe that when your heart is so full with love and passion for someone else, it it does indeed, in my my visual mind, um, burst because it's so full. And what I wanted to depict in the next painting, which I haven't done yet, which is not in this painting, is that when the other soulmate, the other person, um, also allows their heart to burst, the debris, uh, as you'll see on the painting, there's a lot of debris, the debris from the two burst hearts merge and become one heart. Wow. Um, Which I haven't painted yet, but I will. (laughs) But if the other soulmate resists their heart from bursting, pulls back and doesn't allow it, then the one who has allowed it has to deal with the debris of their own heart, which I guess is what we call a broken heart. Mm. So depending on your own experiences and depending on what's happened to you in your own life and how you have experienced that situation, will be how you perceive this painting. So, I mean, I have had many different reactions from it, and clearly um, it's very telling. Whoever's talking about that painting, 
you know their, what their what their experiences have been. Well, I, when I look powerful. at the painting, I I feel the energy of it. Yeah, I mean, regardless of what painting. the energy is, whether you know, depending on your situation or your perspective, mm-hmm. I I feel energy coming from it, emanating yeah. from it. Just looking yeah. at it on a computer screen, which is right. Amazing. Right. It's very powerful. It is, Julie. Um, Joe, I know you're going to be at the New York Expo Center from Thursday to Sunday. Can you tell us about that and any other projects you have underway? Yep. The um, the expo is at Pier 94 in Chelsea, uh, New York. Um, it's, I believe, open to the public uh, f- um, Saturday and Sunday, the 27th um, and 28th. Um, there will be, uh, you know, a lot of different artists there showing their work. I will have a booth there, and uh, my booth number is S196. And I'll be showing my paintings, and I'll have prints and uh, cards and and everything. Um, And projects, well, we're we're doing a project together, are we not? Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> we're doing a few projects together. Yeah, we are way. I don't know we, 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 whether we want to call it a gratitude journal or a gratitude book. We haven't. We have, We don't really know how it's going to um, blossom yet, but uh, it's going to be something like that. Right, right. Um, and that's what Joe is working on these um, four seasons: the paintings, because they're going to be the illustrations on each page, sort of like, well, I'm not going to tell you all the details. I want you to buy the book. But (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be, um, it's it's either going to be an inspirational book or a journal or a combination thereof. We're playing around with a few different ideas. But um, hopefully, I mean, we're pretty far along with it, and hopefully we're going to put, you know, final touches on it pretty soon. So as that evolves, um, I'm sure you'll be hearing me talking about it more. And um, Joe, do you want to talk about any of the other projects? Well, we we're we're also talking about doing some oracle cards um, using my illustrations and your divine messages, mm-hmm. um, which I'm very excited about, and possibly using the um, essence of color paintings um, as for chakra cards or chakra meditation cards, um, you know, with uh, with your uh, psychic and uh, connection to spirit, you know, so uh, with the messages that you get, so we can create some kind of healing kit for people. Yeah, and I'm very, very excited about that as well. So, I mean, we, we obviously have you and me and you yourself obviously have a lot of projects underway. Is there anything else that you want to mention, um, you know, about any of the uh, paintings that you're doing? Um, no, I mean, just keep um, keep a lookout for what comes next. Um, I think I'm going to be doing spring next. I think I'm putting autumn on the back burner for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm um, going to be doing spring soon. Um, but um, no, I mean, please take a look at my website, jojason.com. And, um, you know, uh, I have prints available for for all the paintings that I do. Um, obviously, not everybody is able to afford original paintings, so which is why I provide prints in different sizes um, and cards as well. Well, that sounds great, and I am um, I'm actually going to be with Joe, with Joe on Thursday 
um, at the New York Art Expo. So if it's going to be great fun. Yeah, it really will be. So if you guys can make it down, we would love to see you there. Um, and thank you, Joe. It was really a pleasure having you here. I mean, your paintings are magnificent, and you truly are an incredible light in my life. Oh, thank you, and you are to me too. And um, thanks very much for letting me talk about my work. Oh, it's oh, our pleasure, and thank you for pleasure. being here. Thank you. All righty, guys. Um, do we have any callers waiting on the line? We do. We have Rebecca. And Rebecca is wondering about a new career opportunity happening soon. <clears throat> okay, Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hello. Hi. Hi. So tell us about your tell us about what's going on. Is there a particular job opportunity that you're looking at? Um I'm not I mean, I applied for a few different things but I haven't heard back anything. Um so I just wasn't sure now what's going to come out You're of that. looking to change careers. You're not happy with the job you have now, or, or are you employed now? Yes, I'm employed. I'm looking, you know, for a better opportunity um, and I can move on somewhere else. In the same field or a different field? Um, in a different field, because I was in finance, but I want to get in more into um, something more... Related to technology. So you want to know what your prospects are from from Lady Fontaine, where and when, and if you should uh, make the move, if anything's looking your way. Right, right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I feel, <clears throat> excuse me, an opportunity coming along for you, and it kind of does not feel to me that this is one that you've already applied for. So um, my gut feeling is in April you're going to hear about a job opportunity that is going to sound, um, it's just going to resonate within you. It's just going to sound really right for you. I urge you to apply for it, and my gut feeling is you will get it. Um, I'm feeling the May time frame for job and opportunity for you. Um, it almost feels to me that when you actually get into the job, it's not going to have the momentum that you anticipated from the get-go. And I urge you to, to sort of stick it out because it only feels to me um, that it's going to be a short period of time, I would say four to six weeks or less than that, um, before things are going to be getting on track. It's almost like as soon as you get into this new job opportunity, there's either going to be a reorganization or a change of management right in that department, and everything is sort of going to be stalled and, you know, not moving or just going to seem like everything's on hold, but it will pick up and it will turn out to be really um, an exciting and a dynamic and a highly visible opportunity for you, and I see that happening for you in May. Okay, but then uh, you said it's going to appear in April? Yeah, you're going to hear about it in April, yes. It doesn't feel to me it's one that you already applied for. This is something new and somewhere else, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you see, like, is it, how am I going to be making that connection with uh, this new opportunity? Well, however you're going about, it doesn't feel to me it's going to be outside of how you're, no you're normally looking for job opportunities. So if you're looking online, you're looking in newspapers, However you're normally doing it, it doesn't, I'm not getting any messages that you have to go to any, any extraordinary lengths. 
but my guides are very specific in telling me that you're going to see this opportunity, I would say by um, the middle of April. And it almost the interview process and the hiring process feels to me that it's going to go relatively quickly. Um, within a two to three week period, you will be on board. But like I said, then that come then there that low period comes. But just don't worry about it because things will pick up and it will turn out pretty good for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not too and far away either. No, it's close. Less I than mean, a month. especially in this economy. Right. That's, that's, that's true. Kind of, We're in March. Yeah. I mean, it's almost April. So, you know, it's it's going to turn out really good for you, Rebecca. So good luck and keep well, us posted. Let us know what it is and how it happened. Yeah, let us know. Sure. Okay? I will. Good. Thanks, Lady Fontaine. Thank you. You're very welcome. Who's our next caller? Frank, do you have someone? Uh, well, uh, next we have Alexander, who's uh, concerned about relationships and sexuality. Okay. Alex- Alexander? Yeah. Hi. Hi, Alex. How how can we help you? Um, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to go in my life in relationship with my sexuality. Where are you now in your life and relationships and sexuality? I'm single. I'm single. Ah, and you don't want to be. Sort of, kind of, but, I mean, you know, I'm trying to figure myself out and maybe I can get an evaluation from the perspective you're looking at it from. How old are you? I'll be on uh, twenty nine. Twenty nine years old. Okay. Are you in? Are you in a relationship now, or not? You're not dating anybody. Nah. Okay. Well, uh, you want to be a player, or you? It sounds like you want something more serious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You want? Oh, you want a sexual relationship, but that's not all you're looking for. You're looking for something with deeper involvement and sounds like you feel a little bit frustrated because women usually say they want that, but uh, you feel like you're having more trouble than a lot of the guys that are just into uh, being players. Um, that's not me. I mean... You're pretty religious and uh, bent on settling down. Yeah. Are you working? Do you have a good uh, social network outside of uh, dating? Uh... I do, yeah, I do, but, uh, well, actually, I, uh, it's a person in the program where I stay at, because I'm very attractive. Do you, are you picking up on your sound from that? Okay, uh, the program that you're at? Yeah. Okay, you go to a special program, or, or yeah. is that, okay, all right. So do you meet people in the program, or is that yeah. where you want to meet people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What I usually tell people, a lot of times people say, I don't have a social life or I can't get in a relationship. But what's really going on is that they don't have any or they don't have many interests that will put them in a situation where they can meet somebody. Once you get the other parts of your life together, work, school, uh, your own relationship with you, with your family. It's amazing how you attract people to you. It, it, mm-hmm. Doesn't it sound a little bit, Lady Fontaine, like he's coming from a little bit of lack or 
not having something and possibly what you need is to get more involved in yourself and in hobbies and and activities that will put you in contact with the type of women that you would like to meet. Mm-hmm. Can you do you have anything on the horizon that that you can can do that that will mm-hmm. put you in this direction? See what I pick up from him is um, Alexander. It feels to me that you you really don't know what to me. It, it feels like you don't know what you want. I know you said yes to everything that Dr. Cirillo said about wanting this and wanting that, but I'm feeling. I'm, I'm a lot of un, un, just you not being certain, you not being sure, you not having the direction or knowing what where it is that you really want to be or go to. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Is that a yes? Yes. Okay. Um, and that that kind of question, you know, a psychic can't really tell you um, what you should be doing. What what my suggestion for you is. Um, you know, if you if there is somebody that you're attracted to or that's attracted to you, um, my gut feeling is, you know, at least explore it, at least talk to the person, see what comes out of it, because it feels to me that it will be a um, a rewarding experience for you. I mean, in the end, what I feel is going to end up coming out of that contact is friendship, is really, really a good friendship. Okay. Which helps you with other uh, friends and other social relations. So keep in touch on how things are going. Thank you. That's what All I right. said about developing your own interests. All right, we have we have somebody. All right. All right. Yes. Thank you. <clears throat> we do have another call. Good. Okay. We have Heather, and Hi, Heather, Heather is wondering about a move that she's making. Okay. Heather? Hi. Hi. How can we help you? Where are you moving to? Well, I'm in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. and I'm staying here, but um, I'm with my husband and my daughter, and we just, we're not sure exactly, we're just moving houses, and I kind of just want to know if you got any sort of feeling where we should move, which house, or, or just, I don't know. All right, could you give me either, um, you know, ha- house numbers? Are there certain, are there a few different locations that you're looking at? I need sort of something to zoom in on. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I'm sort of getting something with, uh, with sort of looking like a ranch with a brick front or something of that nature. Um, but if you give me like, you know, uh, 622 or something like that, you know, of the address, that will give me something to zoom in on. Okay, let me see. Wait, do you know the address of the? Oh shoot, I don't know the ad- I don't know the addresses. Um, all right, do you can you give me house type something like that, or any of the homes that you're looking at, uh, ranch homes? Yes. Is one of them? Does one of them have like a brick exterior in the front at least? Is it? Yeah, a little bit actually. Okay, um, that's the one. Which really? That's the first one that came to mind. That's the only one I'm seeing around you. So absolutely. Okay, so that's that's the right place. That's the right that's place. your home. It's not just a house. That looks right, more exactly. like home. It's home. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. that's one that you were particularly drawn towards because I have a very very good feeling about it for you. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's the one. Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. See, wow. so follow your own intuition. If you were watching, listening to our show a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about intuition. That one is really very, very aligned with your energy, Heather, 
And it, I mean, there's no right or wrong, believe it or not. I mean, any, any choice we make, there's gifts and lessons in any experiences. So there's no really wrong choice, but this one feels well aligned with your energy. I feel you're going to prosper while you're in the home. I feel it's going to work out well for you. Okay, perfect. All right, anything else? Um, no, I, I guess not. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, and let us know. Let us okay, know. Okay, I will. That house, okay. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. Bye. 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 Who is our next caller? Well, we have Sherry who wants a general love reading. So, do you think we have time for that on the radio? Or? Yeah. Well, we'll try. Um, hopefully, we can get something more specific because I don't really do general readings on the radio. But put her on, and we'll see what we can figure out here. Here's Sherry. Sherry. Hi. Hi, Hi I generally, I Hi. do general re- love readings on the radio, so can you give us a little bit of what's going on in your life and if there's anybody or anything in particular you want me to look at? Okay, thank you very much for taking my call. And uh, I actually, I would like to know, do you see any um, uh, physical moving uh, coming to me and uh, if I'm going to move to my partner or I move along, something like that, can you see it? So you're asking me if you're going to move along with a partner? Is there somebody in your life right now? Uh, no. Okay, so so you're asking if somebody new is going to be coming into your life? Yes. Okay. All right. If you see anybody moving towards Sherry. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I do. Um, it's not immediate, um, and the reason why I was scanning your energy and looking at a timeline here, it feels to me in the fall um, there's going to be, and it's not going to be a casual kind of relationship. It feels to me to be a very, very deep, very, very intense, very, very, and also very, very grounded relationship. It, what I'm really struggling with is the, the energy feels familiar to you, and I'm really sort of scanning the person to see if this is anybody that you were either involved with before or that you know. And what my guides are telling me, it's somebody who either you casually know or it's a friend of a friend that you've seen around or something of that nature. It's not going to be a total stranger, but it's nobody that you, you were involved with. But let me tell you that um, as you get to know this person, and I'm getting, incidentally, um, an H in, in their name, and when I get names or initials, um, it could be part of the last name. I mean, somehow an H is going to be very, very prominent in this person's name. Um, I, I so feel like you guys are going to feel like you've known each other forever. It just feels that there's going to be a lot of, you know, um, immediate, instant connection with you guys. But he's heading, to, he's heading your way in the fall, so most definitely you are going to meet somebody. Ah. Do you see this guy is uh, Caucasian or Asian or something like that? What he um, does? He's not think? coming through with, with um, dark hair. He's actually coming through with, I almost want to say, um, uh, I kind of want to say like a medium brown hair. I would say he's Caucasian. Ah, oh, Caucasian. Do you date, oh, I see. Do you, or do you only date Asian men? Because this op, this opportunity is going to come regardless if it, if you're open to it or not. I mean, you could always say no, but this guy's headed your way. Oh. So do you date Caucasian men? Do you date white men? Yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. 
Yeah. Do, is there anybody you're thinking of? It sounds like you might be thinking of somebody that's a friend that you hadn't really considered as a as a possible love that that's occurring to you when when she said uh, uh, a white man. Yeah, actually, I do. I have one, um, but we uh, stopped to you know uh, uh, talk to each other for for more than one year already. So I don't know if uh, this guy come back. What is the person's first name? What's his name? Richard. Um, does he have an H in his last name? I'm sorry. Does he have an H in his last name? The letter A. H? That a no no h h is in Howard Howard oh h oh oh h uh laughing no 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 okay um okay you know maybe he's not the one for you but it, it sounds like maybe you know you were attracted to this person and there's still some energy there but there are some family racial ethnic considerations that are getting in the way and the love and the energy is there but there are these outside blocks to it is is that what's happening mm. yeah okay and i think you're asking us for permission if if you really feel that this person's what you're attracted to and that there might be potential to say to go with your own instincts rather than to go with what other people are telling you or what your culture and background dictates. <laughs> What's so funny? You're giggling? You're giggling? Did I hit on something? Is that true? Uh, yes. Mm. Well, well, she wants yeah. us to tell us to go ahead with her feelings and forget about what uh, her ancestors You should always go with your feelings. I mean, be true to yourself. I mean, if you listen to the show, you, you, you hear me talking all the time about being true to yourself. If you do what other people want you to do or what other people tell you is the right thing to do, you'll live your whole life wondering what could have been. Um, but but one thing I want to say in general is, and this this applies to you and to anyone who's calling us. You're going to get you know a more specific answer from us if you ask us a specific question. So in this case, if you would have asked us about you know Rich. We could have you know really zoomed in on him from the get go. But you know his energy to me, even though you say you guys haven't talked for a year, um, I still feel a connection. I mean, do you guys? communicate in any way in email or any way of that nature no but uh, somehow i feel like i knew this guy uh, for a long time i feel like this guy some uh, thinking of me uh, often somehow i feel the way like that mm-hmm. even we don't talk to each other we don't emails we don't see anything to each other but i still feel like i i still feel he um thinking of me well do not reach out to him um don't allow him to step up to the plate and reach out to you. Um, I'm just scanning your energy to see if, because I'm not feeling him stepping forward in that um, September, in the fall. I'm just scanning to see. Um, I don't, I kind of don't feel that you guys have fully run your course, but he's not coming through as far as being ready to step forward right now. Um, it, it feels to me this whole situation with race and, 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 you know, all this other stuff that was involved um, really did put a damper on the relationship for both of you. Is that true? 
Mm. For yeah. him as well. For him as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just feel he stepped away from it. Um, my gut feeling is your paths are going to cross, and I do feel they're going to cross in the latter part of this year. Um, I would say November or December time frame. And, you know, then it's sort of like, you know, the sky's the limit. Then you guys will have the opportunity to talk and see where it can go. But, you know, follow your heart. You know, don't listen to what other people are telling you. I mean, Dr. Cirillo, do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, unless, you know, your heart isn't always right. If your own mind tells you this person is bad, let's say, you know, they're violent or they they disappear without letting you know anything, something's wrong. But if it's just that other people are telling you this isn't somebody who fits in with us and our culture, it's not what you used to, but you feel attracted, that's telling you, you know, the universe, we keep expanding and, and, and having new new generations because people are attracted to somebody different. If we were only attracted to somebody exactly like us who would fit in our family, we'd probably all die off because we'd all have pretty much the same genes. So this is healthy and normal whether or not it's uh, totally acceptable. My sense is if this is the right person and he's basically a good person and the two of you hook up, you'll see how quickly both your families and friends will accept it. Mm. Well, nice. let us let us know how things work out. Definitely you're going to hear from Richard before the end of this year. You also have another guy coming in um, in the fall. Let us know um, because I feel both have a lot of potential for you. <laughs> oh, good. All oh, right? my God, very good. Yeah, okay. yeah, thank you very Keep much. Us, you're very welcome. Keep us posted. All right, I think we're going to try to squeeze in one more call. Okay, right. we have, uh, Frank, you want to tell us about the next person? No, go on. Okay, it's Sheila, and Sheila has a financial question. Okay, Sheila. Hi, how are Hi, you? Thank Sheila. you for taking my call. I really appreciate the show. It's very um, inspiring. Okay. We're getting a nice variety <laughs> of uh, topics tonight. We yeah. are. I just have a question. Um, my question is financial projection. And if you see anything for romance, you can let me know. If not, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Can you just give me an idea when you say financial projections? Are you talking about career? Are you talking about is there anything other uh, other areas that you want me to look at? Give me some specific areas to look at. Um, what about financial? Because I was thinking about buying a new home. Oh, okay. That's that's a specific thing. Um, so are you asking me if you will buy a new home, or do you have something in mind that you're already looking at that you want me to look at? I do not have anything that I'm looking at. I did an investment, and I just want to see if it's going to come through, so therefore I can be able to purchase a new home. Okay, so can you give me an idea of what the investment is or was so I can know where to look? Mm, it's different kind of investments. I can't really narrow it down to one. It's just I was working with some people and some investments. Okay. And I just want you to know through any of the investments, would enough come in where I'd be able is to Is your money going to go up or is it going to go yeah. down or stay the same? You're hoping you made enough money through these investments that you will then have money to safely buy the the house that you're looking for. Yes, that is so correct. Thank you. Well, when I look through this year, um, I'm not feeling the big, the big, huge, um, you know, oh, wow, you know, here's a, you know, 
$250,000 or half a million dollars or something like that where, you know, you can go buy a, a home, you know, straight out. What I am feeling is a small amount of gain, and I'm feeling the gain, I kind of want to say, um, anytime between, say, um, July and August, I'm feeling like a spike, almost as if there's going to be some gain. But the main part of the profit I feel that you're going to get is, I would say, the middle of next year, February, March, April of next year, feels to me, again, that there's going to be um, some gain, but it doesn't feel to me that it's going to be like, you know, a half a million dollars or anything like that. So are you looking for, you know, if it's, if you're looking for, you know, um, you know, 25000 or something like that, um, it could be, it could be that amount. It could be something like that, but it doesn't feel to me that it's going to be a half a million dollars. Could I ask you about your career? Are you in a career right now that, um, you're happy with because I'm seeing such major change in career for you. Um, no, I'm just thinking about going into something new. Okay, um, go for it. Absolutely, go for it because I'm feeling doors opening for you big time, Sheila. And I'm just feeling a lot of um, you talk about um, projections for financial abundance. That actually the career change for you is going to open doors that you can't even imagine at this point. And that's where you're going to end up getting the biggest gain. Okay. But financially, in the long run, I can't say to you this year I feel a tremendous gain. But as I said, by the middle of, by the end of the first quarter in 2011, I do feel that whatever this investment or investments are, you'll see some something coming in. Um, uh, you know, some of it feels to me it's very, very small gain, very, very small gain, if any. But if, if there almost feels like one piece of this that has the potential of, um, I don't know, turning around some some decent profit for you. But look at your career, look at making the changes that you're thinking about, because that's where you're going to prosper. And as okay. far as a new home, I would say by the middle to the end of next year, without a doubt, you're going to be in a new home. 2011. 2011, yes. Okay. And okay. relationships, do you see anything? Um, scanning your energy. And, um, let me say to you that, um, I don't know. To me, I feel somebody around you right now. Are you involved with somebody or recently out of a relationship? I keep getting drawn to energy around you right now. No. Mm-hmm. Are you recently out of a relationship? Not recently, no. Um, are you still holding on to a relationship from your past? Uh, no. I don't okay. know if I'm holding on. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, well, then, the way I'm going I'm to read this is somebody from your past is going to be reentering your life. Um, I would say, um, I don't know, it feels kind of close to me because it's, it keeps on bringing me back to the present. I would say, you know, between now and the summer, you're, somebody from your past is going to be reentering your life. And it actually feels to me it has some potential. So keep us posted on that. Let us know how it goes, all right? Thank you very much. Okay, really you're very welcome. You okay, take thank care. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. So we had a couple of calls tonight on people asking if they were going to be moving and where they're going to be moving. And uh, 
should be interesting when they call back to tell us. I think Heather's going to be moving into that, that brick ranch home. with the bricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. That, that one immediately, oh. as soon as she said it, that ranch home with brick. I mean, that one without a doubt. So I'll be, I'll be excited to hear about that. And just, just a mention to all the callers who do call in on a regular basis, be as specific as you can with the question so we can get in as many callers as possible. When we have to be digging a lot, it's taking up air time, and then we can spend le- unfortunately, then we have less time to spend actually answering your questions. Um, but I, they were great questions tonight. I, they really, really were. I, I really oh, yeah, movement was in the air. Definitely. Yeah. And next week when we do the relationship show, are we going to be taking relationship questions? Yes, next week just relationship questions. Right, so I'm sure we'll be very busy with the calls next week. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Probably everybody was holding off until next week to give us a call. (laughs) And next week Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be taking more of your mailbag questions. So be sure to send us your detailed questions with background to the Lady Fontaine show at LadyFontaine.com. Then tune in each week. We may be showcasing your question right here on the air. And a reminder to everyone coming up at 1230, it's the Invisible World, the paranormal radio show which I co-host. And as always, uh, our in-house paranormal expert is Lady Fontaine herself. Tonight's guest co-host is Philip Restino to talk to us about transformative spiritual experiences and synchronicity. You don't want to miss it. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash theinvisibleworld, no spaces, or call 718-508-9285. And I want to thank you to all our listeners and callers for inviting us into your homes and for sharing your life's experiences with us. Keep those emails coming, and we hope to speak with you next week here on Eye on the Future. Don't forget, it's our special two-hour relationship show. Thank you to my co-hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo, Frank Todaro, Joanna Sanchez, and Julie Zellman. Special thanks to Rachel Look, who did a great job screening calls and helping us on the switchboard. Thank you. Thanks again to my dear friend, Joe Jason, for joining us tonight and sharing her incredible talent and gifts with us. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Remember, tune in next week at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our special two-hour show on relationships. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be taking your relationship calls next week, and will be extending the amount of time we spend on each question. As always, tune in to your titillating conversation and expert advice as callers experience the best of both worlds with two of America's top relationship experts. Don't forget to visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about her or schedule a private reading or life coaching sessions. Lady Fontaine is an internationally known psychic and life coach. You can also follow Lady Fontaine on Twitter, Facebook, and NING for her latest announcements. Also, please take a moment to make I in the Future a favorite here on Blog Talk Radio and send us a friend request to get special offers from Lady Fontaine. To contact our guest, Joe Jason, please visit her website at joejason.com. Please visit our show page on Vlog Talk Radio for details on all our co-hosts, including their contact information. Be sure to send your questions to Lady Fontaine Show at ladyfontaine.com. Have your question answered live on the air by Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Really looking forward to next week's relationship show. Me too. So have a wonderful week and remember to honor yourself and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences 
that honor you. Paranormal enthusiasts, remember, stay tuned for Frank Todaro's The Invisible World next right here on Blog Talk Radio. We've moved his show to his own uh, show page, so be sure to call 718-508-9285 in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. Good night, everyone. Hope to see you back here next week. Remember, tune in next week, two-hour special relationship show, everything you ever wanted to know about relationships and more. Next week, Tuesday, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And remember to reclaim you and the life you desire. I'm here to help you aspire to all your dreams. Good night, all.